the United States of America is called a Christian nation. Christian nation. Christian nation. It's time for a moment of clarity with your host, Pastor Richard Dietering. Let us pray that this nation does come to a moment of clarity. Faith, faith, faith. politics, politics, history, history, and current events. Current events. Pastor Rick. Pastor Rick will be joining you momentarily, but in the meantime, I am Derek Stone with a moment on sports, part one. Legendary Boston Celtics small forward and basketball Hall of Famer Tom Heinsohn passed away at the age of 86 this past Tuesday during his National Basketball Association career between 1956 and 1965. He recorded seven top 20 finishes in points, seven top 20 finishes in rebounds, seven top 15 finishes in shots made, and eight top 20 finishes in free throws made. Heinsohn was named the NBA Rookie of the Year for the 1956-57 season, an NBA All-Star six times, and All-NBA second team four times to go along with eight NBA championships. The Celtics legend won two more NBA titles as the Boston head coach in the 1970s. Now here's your Moment of Clarity host, Pastor Rick Dietering. Hey, thank you, Derek. Great, great introduction. Uh, Great uh, moment on sports. Real quick question. What's happening in the world of, uh, well, of curling? Nothing going on right now. They're pretty much still on lockdown from the coronavirus. All right. You know, I think Google's out to get me. Um, I had this thing I wanted to play on Google, and all of a sudden... Uh, it just disappeared from my from my tablet. The uh, topic of today's show is going to be the Great Reset. I want the listeners out here to remember a few years back where the big concern was Agenda 21, something being pushed by the the UN, which is very much part of everything we're going to be talking about today. Uh, they changed the number, but the agenda was still in mind, and the idea was to uh, bring a certain amount of equity between the nations, uh, making things um, well, less borderless, let's, let's say. More controlled by the UN, governed by the UN, one world government, the whole concept was there. It's still there at the UN. But even as bad and as terrifying as Agenda 21 is, and they've just renumbered it, it's still in existence, um, we have what's called the Great Reset. Now, folks, this is not something I'm making up. This is not something I'm adding to to make it sound scarier than it is. The fact is, I am not a conspiracy theorist. That is not my job. My job is not to draw the worst out of everything I see and say this is what's happening. Unfortunately, when people like Ed Bonrenko, who's my uh, guest host, how you doing, Ed? Um, when when we start Fine. talking about stuff like this, we are we are minimized because people think we're just part of the conspiracy theory um, talk Culture. circuit, right? But that's not where we come are, are coming from, and so I'm going to play, and I thought long and hard about this. I'm going to play about five minutes, so you need to listen to every word. Of what's being said, the what the person speaking, his name is is Kraus, I like that Kraus uh, Schwab, um, 
And he is uh, talking at the World Economic Forum. This is the people that are controlling our money throughout the, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. When Crow speaks, is he sitting there in a gray uniform with a scar on his face and a cat in his lap stroking you the know, cat? His, his, his face looks like he would be perfect for that. Um, and <laughs> he kind of he looks like, do you remember Indiana Jones and the, and, uh, uh, the, the Ark of the Covenant, the German oh, and the... Burned in my memory, yeah. Yeah, he he looks right down to the glasses, something like him. Um, <laughs> you know, sounds like him too. But I want you folks to listen. Just, just. I know it's five minutes. I might cut in to make some points in it and then continue playing because um, I don't want you to miss anything that he's saying. Let, let's just listen. We are at a turning point of humankind. We should not underestimate the historical significance of the situation we are in. Welcome to The Great Reset, a podcast from the World Economic Forum that looks at how we can rebuild a cleaner, fairer, smarter world after COVID-19. Okay, I'm going to pause it right there. How we can build a cleaner, fairer, you get that? Uh, again, this is this is all about climate change and climate control, you know, climate business and fair. It uses that word fair and it, they're going to hit on that a little bit more. So right now we're, we're, we're finding out where their agenda is coming from. Schwab, founder and executive chairman of the forum, published a book which asked this big question. What is the objective? What kind of world do we want to build? And as the pandemic has highlighted our fraught relationship with the natural world, a new report looks at how working with, rather than against nature, we could make economic growth cleaner and greener and create millions of desperately needed jobs. It's no longer profitability versus sustainability. There's a very good reason why this report is called the future of nature and business, not the future or business or nature. Subscribe to The Great Reset on Apple, SoundCloud, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Some people may say this is too idealistic, but what other choice do we have? After the global crisis, a global opportunity. I'm Robin Pomeroy, and this is The Great Reset from the world. Okay, we're going to get back into it, but you hear that out of a global crisis comes <laughs> this op- a global opportunity. Um, they are using this pandemic literally using this pandemic as a way to reset the world in their how to cross uh, put it uh how do we want to make this world build this world yeah go ahead ed make it fair is that the word he used yeah do, make it fair do you, substitute, do you substitute the word social justice for fair Oh, you're going to hear that even more. <laughs> yes, you do. Uh, and that is their plan. Let's keep listening. What kind of world do we want to see as we recover, whenever that will be, from the pandemic? In their book release this week, Forum founder Klaus Schwab and French economist Thierry Malloré set out their vision for the Great Reset. At a virtual press conference to launch the book, Professor Schwab said humanity now had to make big choices about the future. We are at a turning point of humankind. I think we should not underestimate the historical significance of the situation we are in. We know the world will look differently when we move out from the acute phase of uh, the virus into a new situation. Now, 
We have three options for the new situation. The first one is that all the negative aspects which we have seen during the crisis, and I refer to the egoism which has uh, increased, um, I would say, on the international, national, but also, let's face it, on the individual level, that uh, these negative tendencies will even increase, will continue, I would say, in this case, I'm very concerned about the life of uh, my grandchildren. The second situation is that people assume uh, we are just going back uh, to the good old world which we had um, and everything will be normal again in how we are used to normal in the old fashion. This is fiction. It will not happen. The uh, cut which we have now um, is much too strong uh, in order not to leave traces. And then we have the third possibility, to construct a new uh, concept based on the learnings, on the observations we have seen, and to create really a more resilient, a more inclusive, and a more sustainable world. So how might that be achieved? Professor Schwab, a more inclusive, more sustainable world. These are these are words that were key in Agenda 21. I just want to point that out. Um, they are a very key part. Sustainability. Uh, so, and Whoa, let's keep sustainable. I'm sorry, I interrupted you. I'm very sorry. It's your show. That's okay. But Go ahead. Sustainability. That's basically where uh, you have to get rid of a lot of people to make room for the people that remain. Is that what sustainability is? Kind of, yeah. Okay. It gets into that. So let's keep listening. It gets scarier. Schwab sets out five priorities that should be built into the Great Reset. Five things, five priorities. The first one is we have to redefine our social contract to integrate more inclusion. We also have to make sure that we integrate much more in a social contract our responsibility towards the next generation. We cannot just think of the debt, leave all the solutions and... Okay, we have to think of the things. We can't just think about the debt, all right? And I want you to notice he mentions the social contract a whole lot. That's just socialism. Um, but we, we, he talks about, we, we can't think of the debt. We have, to, we have to go beyond the debt. This is a banker talking about. So yeah, he's all for, you know, he's an economist. He's all for the banks owning everything. But we shouldn't think about the debt. Let's just put the debt behind us, not even, go ahead, Ed. Well, you know, uh, Briggs and I were talking about this. Uh, you were on the show. And one of the things that the, the Corona doom is trying to do is to put us all in debt, to lock yes. us all up, trash the economy, and so that basically, how do you deal with the massive debt? This is their response to a problem they created. So, uh, and and we do have a caller, and I'll be getting to him in here shortly. But I want to finish the the at least the, I'm not going to pay play the full the full 20 minutes of this thing. There, but there is a point I want to get up to, and let's get through at least some of these points by by Klaus Schwab. 
for by the next generation. So the social contract, and in the social contract, we also have to look at one specific issue. So COVID will create again a gap between the so-called industrialized and emerging countries. All right, he's pointing out that because of the COVID now, there's going to be even a bigger gap between countries like the United States and third world countries. And, and, and we've got to close that gap is what he's talking about here. <laughs> um, so let's... Countries, at least some of them suffering much more compared to some of the countries which have a well-established uh, social uh, safety net. Second, it's the decarbonization of the economy to protect us against a, say, an environmental virus. A decarbonization. I, I don't know if you caught that with his heavy accent. His next point is we need a decarbonization of the, of the economies. Here we will publish tomorrow, by the way, a report which shows clearly that there is no contradiction between taking care of nature and particularly creating the need to create jobs and to invigorate the economy. Social contract, green economy, but number three, and that's a major part also of the book, because, you know, I, I published four years ago the book, The Fourth Industrial Revolution. All those technologies are very much advanced now by COVID. Everything will be digitalized, which can be digitalized. So how can we use the technologies to address the challenges, but at the same time, make sure that we create a, the necessary ethical, human-oriented principles around those technologies. So finally, what is the role of companies in this new post-COVID era? I think what he's talking about there with technologies and everything else opening up, what he is actually talking about, if you read his book, is that he is saying we need to not have, um, uh, what, what's, what's the term I want, intellectual property. Intellectual property should not be protected. Just because you have a good idea doesn't mean it's yours. So we need to do away with intellectual property. So, hey, folks, if you invent something, it belongs to the world, not to you. From short term to long term, from shareholder capitalism to stakeholder capitalism. The COVID crisis has shown that companies who invest into their vitality instead of prioritizing short term profits have performed much better. And that's what the stakeholders will expect in the future. So what's the difference between a shareholder and a stakeholder? Any idea, Ed? I do. Found out what he was actually looking at. When he's saying we need to be more worried about the stakeholders, not the shareholders. I actually had to get into his book to figure out what he was talking about there. Any and idea? Out, and you came out unscathed, or now are you now a communist? I, I no, no, I'm not a communist uh, because I'm totally against everything he's preaching against. So here, here's what he's talking about, folks. When we buy a product, we're a stakeholder in that. 
All right. So we they have to be more concerned about the person buying it than the shareholder. Our business needs to be more concerned about about the good that is going to do the people, the good that is going to be for the people, than worrying about the shareholders. So therefore, and this is why reading it is so important. Therefore, the company shouldn't be so worried about profit. They should be worried about the long-term effects on the social contract, on making sure that the stakeholder can can be part of the of of the benefit of it. In other words, controlling pricing, <laughs> controlling profit. Companies should no longer be worried about profit. Is what he's saying. You know, the words keep coming to my mind. Who is John Galt? You know. Uh-huh. Let's keep going. At last, the need for much stronger global cooperation. COVID has shown us that we are globally interdependent, and I think it's a wake-up call to work in the future together to address all the consequences and to create a reset in our economic, social ecological thinking and on so on the last point is global cooperation uh, I, he is coming out after the United States reworked and he says we need to rework all the trade agreements and everything else because now we need to look at the economy as a global economy not at national economies so we have to stop worrying about it I want you to remember Biden said just recently that the first thing he's going to do is rejoin the Paris Accord, part of this this climate control. Uh, it's actually a treaty, and it would take, in my opinion, it should take the Senate to approve mm-hmm. yes. <laughs> approve this treaty. But uh, he said the first thing, first thing he's going to do is do like his 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 old boss did, is just jump into this uh, uh, Paris Accord with no approval from the Senate. But folks, this the Paris the Paris Accord is part of this great reset. There, there are things bigger than, than just what's happening in the United States, happening here in the United States. What Schwab is talking about there is basically a one world government, a one world economy. In other words, going to a single, really getting into it, it would require a, a, a single type of monetary unit whether that's electronic, like a Bitcoin, or whether it's the the yen or the dollar, just a, mon- a global globally accepted currency, and with no ideas, with with no ideas of um, <laughs> I'm getting notes from Ed. So, folks, this is not. Uh, me being super religious, looking at the book of Revelation where it talks about the one world government and everything else. This is exactly what he's doing and, and he's showing it as a benefit. Even if you're not a Christian and even if you don't accept the prophecies of Re- Revelation, may I point out that a one world government would not be good for the United States. Matter of fact, he mentions that, and I don't know if you caught it, when he's talking about the, the emerging countries, that Right now, there are there are certain countries out there that have this this social cushion against things going bad against them. That's because this country's worked hard to build that cushion. His idea isn't to give the cushion to the other countries. His idea is to take the cushion away from United States 
England, and China. This is their their whole whole plot to do it. Um, you you brought up John Galt, and yes, uh, Ayn Rand is one of my favorite books, <laughs> writers of all time. So yeah, I I, I did catch the reference. Um, okay. Let's go to our let's go to our caller real quick. First caller, Gary. How you doing, Gary? Hey, brother. You know, the, uh, um, I guess, uh, hubris, I guess, is a good word for this Blofeld character you've been playing. I mean, for him <laughs> to actually think that he has the power, the wherewithal, the authority to implement any of his plans, even if he has a group of people or a conspiracy of uh, wealthy people, to do so. If you think you have that much authority, then you think you would have the authority over the dominion of the planet. And so yes. you would have authority over the life of the people on the planet, and you would release COVID on purpose to um, enact your master plan, the big reset. You wouldn't wait around for the, the COVID to be naturally released. You would release it intentionally because you know best, because you have all the plans. You've written a book about it. So you are taking control of the planet you you are being the big dictator of the planet and for um, our point of view the only thing stopping him was our president so that's yes. why the whole planet turned on him including the fascist marxists in our own country and uh we have to fight tooth and nail now and i'm just watching the uh rally in dc live and you got a sea of red, white, and blue out there. And over there in the corner, you have a sea of dark, black, nasty cloud of Black Lives Matter just waiting to come in there and cause trouble. But there's a line of cops between the Black Lives Matter and the Patriots. So let's hope it stays that way. Thank you, guys. Hey, not a problem. And, Gary, you make a very good point. The one thing that was standing between us and, and this going on, and by the way, Part of part of the great reset would be things like uh, in the medical field, mandatory vaccination in every country to every person. And if you do not comply to the shutdowns, the COVID shutdowns, which uh, Biden said he would shut the country down again, the idea and he would have ways to enforce it. Uh, part of the great reset is this. If you don't comply, the government will be able to seize your assets. And we'll get into a lot more of that in detail. But we'll also get into the fact that somebody else saw that President Trump was the one thing that was stopping the grace reset because it's already started in other countries, folks. Do not mistake this. It's already started. The Great Reset is in motion. It's already started in other countries. And as someone who who has uh, living outside of the United States for a long time, he lived at the Vatican. He also represented the United States. Uh, wrote a letter to the president regarding the Great Reset and telling him he was the one protecting us. And I'm not going to get into that. We'll cut into that with uh, Ed right after the break because the, the letter was very profound and it pointed out very much that uh, uh, very much that we were already starting this Great Reset. If this does not remind you, as my wife kindly pointed out, if this does not remind you of the Hunger Games... It should, because that is where we're heading. And um, we got, do we have time for a caller, Derek? Yeah, let's take Joe. 
Hi, guys. What old is new? Like I was joking with Ed before. He used the word fair. And it is, again, what is the definition of is, is, again. In tinyurl.com slash define fair, I go over it over and over. They keep redefining terms. Klaus let it out of the bag. He said we must redefine. Whenever yes. they need Agenda 21 falls through, something new, redefine the terms. When they cannot be honest, they redefine the terms. Yeah, and uh, actually, I'm right in the middle of making a documentary called The Destruction by a Common Language, The Destruction of a Nation by a Common Language. Uh, they redefine, redefine, and so we don't even know what we're talking about, or we can't communicate with each other. Hey, folks, that's the music. We'll continue this conversation after these messages. Richard Dietering on Wham. Pastor Rick will be joining you momentarily, but in the meantime, I am Derek Stone with another moment on sports. College football and pro football Hall of Famer Paul Hornig passed away at the age of 84 yesterday. He won the 1956 Heisman Trophy as a member of the Notre Dame Fighting Irish when he accumulated 917 passing yards, three passing touchdowns, 420 rushing yards, and six rushing touchdowns. After his collegiate career, Hornig played every year for the Green Bay Packers as a running back except one from 1957 to 1966 and won four National Football League titles. The Packers legend also won the 1961 NFL Most Valuable Player Award after recording 742 yards of total offense and 10 touchdowns. Now here's your Moment of Clarity host, Pastor Rick Dietering. And thank you for rejoining us. We're talking about the Great Reset. And, you know, if you want to check in a little bit more on who is for this, get the, I think it would be the last issue of of uh, Time Magazine, where there's a picture of the Great Reset with scaffolding all around the world, and the world, and the world is re being rebuilt in somebody else's image. And uh, hey, during the uh, during the break, uh, we mentioned uh, our boss a few times, uh, Theron X. I guess if you say his name too many times, he appears. <laughs> uh, he's on the line. Hey, Theron, how you doing? Hey, good, guys. Uh, when I called the first time there on Ed Show, I was calling from Moscow, and I'm in Peking now, stuttering Mandarin, so I can communicate with our Chinese overlords here soon. <laughs> hey, the, reason, the reason I called in is, uh, first of all, thank you for bringing up the Great Reset. Um, I've been talking about this forever, and this is not anything new, but it's something new to the vast majority of Americans. And what this basically boils down to, if you had to do the Cliff Notes version on this, they need to crush the American middle class. That was Obama's job. He came damn close to it. Hillary was supposed to top it off. But that's exactly it, because uh, that uh, that Nazi that you're playing there, the, who, I don't know if that's a Martin Borman or uh, Spear, but anyway, he, uh, he, I've heard that before. What he's talking about there, and Antonio Guterres in the United Nations talks about this ad infinitum, we in America have to be simple down, learn to live. Remember that bumper sticker, live simply so that others may simply live? 
we have to really give up a lot of stuff in America because we take up too much space and too much resource. And uh, They're talking about private, not just intellectual property, but private property being gone by 2030. That's part of the agenda of 2030 right. and part of the Great Reset. So this is nothing more than global socialism with the people that consider themselves the smart ones in the room, being the central planners and the, uh, the elite intelligentsia at the top. We're all good little go-to-work and pay our taxes, useless eaters. That's what this is all about. But the bottom line is they have to crush the American middle class. There can never be a middle class in a socialist society, and uh, we have the greatest one in the history of mankind. And that's been the stumbling block all along. You know, just don't hang up because I want your response to what I'm about to say. In what my research, what I found is one of the things they're going to do is start uh, start taking away um, people's belongings because of uh, if they don't comply, you will lose your assets. The idea right. is to take away all private property. You're absolutely right. All private property is going to be gone. You will no longer be able to own property. You'll be able to rent an apartment. Mm -hmm. You will no longer be able to own a car. You'll be able to rent a car. You will no longer own property. That's going to all be gone. Well, that's part, part of what of you're talking reset. about here has been the Obama, uh, Julian Castro, when he was Secretary of uh, Health and Human Services, uh, plan to give everybody affordable housing in the suburbs, meaning move low-income housing into the suburbs. Uh, that got put on a hold of, through executive order with Trump, but now Biden's already back on it, and Cory Booker's all over it. They, they want to bring about all... Everybody's in, a, in an apartment. There are no houses. They're going to make it such that you can't get... I and mean, I say they. This, this, these are the Bidens of the world, the Kamala Harris's of the world. There will be no more zoning for private property suburbs in rural America ever again. Yep, that's it. and that's what we're talking about. And now, people need to wake uh, up again, and realize you, this is what's ahead of the curve in talking about this. You mentioned Time Magazine. I would argue the real resource on this uh, is uh, uh, the the New American, the what? New American. I've been screaming at people. It is a must subscribe to you. You can get it online, but you want to get the paper copy in your house twice a month. They've been on this for years. This is just and and the Great Reset is just a repackaging. They almost uh, Beck's all over this too. They found a word that feels good, as opposed to, hey, we're going to global socialism. No, we're going to, we have to do the great reset because everything's broken, so we've got to reset. That's what this is about. Yeah. Well, what brings this to the fore right now is the corona doom. This is the tool yep. they're using to enforce this and, and to, to bankrupt the world economy Amen. so that they can say, this is the solution. No, you're absolutely correct. And uh, I've said on my show a million times, if, if, if they didn't plan this virus out and foist it on people, what difference does it make? The default position of it has worked beautifully for them. Everybody's running around with a diaper on their face, scared to death. It's all fear porn now. And uh, I, I, I was in Kroger today, and a lady was, we're in the apple banana section, whatever, and there's this little girl with a mask on, and her mom is going through the fruit, and I looked at her mom, I said, do you ever think that kid's going to know a world without a mask? And she sort of laughed. But we both knew that this is, we're in dire straits right now. I said, we got to get out of this. She said, yeah, you're right, we do. It's sad. It's truly sad. You know, so anyway, I'm, on that note, thanks for taking my call. Longtime listener. Love your show. First time caller. Thanks. All right. I know you called me once before, years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Go get it, man. I remember those things. Go get it, man. You have a, you have a blessed day, Thayron. You too. Hey, See listen you to a show. I'm sure you do. Listen to a show every day, starting at three. You know, I went to. I ordered food last night for my for my kids. Were over my grandkids and my son, 
And I ordered food from a place right around the corner from us, uh, a hoagie shop that we've ordered from for years, great hoagies. And it was convenient. My son loves to come over and, and get food from there. And so he calls them up and orders. And I says, well, I'll go get it. And I walk in the door and there's nobody between the door and the counter and me and this woman's, this young girl, I should say, is wearing a mask. And I walk in, I says, yeah, I'm here for a, an order. And she says, do you have a mask? I says, probably. Why? She says, well, you know, you need to wear a mask. I says, you want to sell that food you've got cooked? And uh, Ad, I walked out. Is, yeah, and I'm going to cut you off because there's 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 somebody on, online who I actually enjoy talking to. Oh, um, well, please. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hey, Gil, how are you minute. doing? I told him to call, and you're cutting you me off, and I told him to call. <laughs> yes, I, I noticed. I, I that like Gil. That Fox I, I, News I, came up with the line, um, uh, according to the president's own. Uh, I forgot what organization. This is the most secure election in American history. Hey, Gail, uh, I'm going to have to cut you off here. I need you to hang up and try calling uh, back because you are you are sounding 10 feet away from your phone. And um, I can't hear oh, you at all. Oh, I'm sorry. I, was, I, had, I, had written, I had written it out what I wanted to say. So I was trying to read it. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, Fox <laughs> That's News okay. had said uh, at the break, that this was the most secure election in American history, according to one of the president's own organizations. I forgot what it was. And I'm sa and as, uh, as if the president was the swamp, uh, uh, they're, they're always saying things that are against what he wants to say. But the, the right. fact of the matter is, uh, this was also the most Internet-connected election. Uh, all those machines connected to the Internet, and they're tell trying to tell us it's the most secure in American history. The outrageousness of the of the propaganda is just mind-boggling, isn't it? It is absolutely, and, and I was kind of that was the point I was making with with Time Magazine, and and you can go back and look at the Great Reset. All the all the liberal media is all for it. They think it's the greatest thing in the world because well, it's going to protect our environment, which is the biggest bunch of hogwash. <laughs> Yes, um, I want to say a different word, yes. but as a pastor, I can't say the word I wanted to say. Uh -huh. It's the biggest bunch of hogwash um, that I've ever heard. And, and it's nothing more, climate control, this COVID scare is nothing more than than this these banks trying to rule the world through socialism. I'm sorry, it's going to yeah. be the banks that's going to be ruling when this is all the said and done. And the corporations, the corporations are controlling the through through their lobbying control all our politicians they control the news media i mean the corporate it's corporate run and corporate finance with their ad when they pay for their ads so it's it's corporatism basically the global it's a global organization there may be a a big man at the end but i don't think there's any one big man now it's it's ultimately no i don't think there's a single big man i think it's money like talking ancient rome yeah Hey, Gail, thanks a lot for your call. All right, there's a, a letter that went to President Trump talking about he was going to be what stands between the United States and this great reset. And um, I will let Ed introduce it. But what Ed is going to read, the party's going to read is, is I, I will have to say, he taped it and recorded it. Only because he did not want me to interrupt him as he was reading it. So that was a good reason to do that, Ed. You, you were very smart to think up on, on that. So, so actually, <laughs> I, actually I, recorded, I, I recorded this because I wanted it read on air. There's no audible. 
There's no audio version of Archbishop Vagano saying this out loud, and it would probably be in Italian if he did. And so I wanted it to come across, and I didn't want to screw it up. So I took two or three tapes recording right. this, and I, I did a, some editing for brevity, which by now is useless because I've talked so long. But Archbishop Fagano was the, and, and uh, Matt Briggs sent this to me, this letter, uh, link to it. I'd seen an earlier one, he'd sent the newer one. And he had sent one in June, I think, to President Trump telling him, to continue and be strong and stand up. Now, this guy, you say it's an archbishop. Looking at Pope Francis, how much how much uh, credibility do archbishops have? Well, this guy was the papal nuncio. He's like the ambassador of the Vatican to the United States of America. So he's not some you know priest in a local parish. This guy had some clout in the Vatican. He has been opposed to Pope Francis. He believes him to be a socialist. And he is very pro-Trump. So um, here you go, that's who Archbishop Fagano is. Dear brothers and sisters, as devout Christians and faithful citizens of the United States of America, you have intense and heartfelt concern for the fate of your beloved country, while the final results of the presidential election are still uncertain. News of electoral fraud is multiplying despite the shameful attempts of the mainstream media to censor the truth of the facts in order to give their candidate the advantage. There are states in which the number of votes is greater than the number of voters. Others in which the mail-in vote seems to be exclusively in favor of Joe Biden. Others in which the counting of ballots has been suspended for no reason or where sensational tampering has been discovered. Always and only against President Donald J. Trump. Always and only in favor of Biden. In truth, for months now, we have been witnessing a continuous trickle of staggered news of manipulated or censored information of crimes that have been silenced or covered up in the face of striking evidence and irrefutable testimony. We've seen the deep state organize itself well in advance to carry out the most colossal electoral fraud in history in order to ensure the defeat of the man who has strenuously opposed the establishment of the new world order that is wanted by the children of darkness. In this battle, you have not failed as it is your sacred duty to make your own contribution by taking the side of the good. Others enslaved by vices or blinded by infernal hatred against our Lord have taken the side of evil. Do not think that the children of darkness act with honesty and do not be scandalized if they operate with deception. Do you perhaps believe that Satan's followers are honest, sincere, and loyal? The Lord has warned us against the devil. Quote from John 8:44. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in truth because there is no truth in him. When he tells a lie, he speaks in character because he is a liar and the father of lies. In these hours, while the gates of hell seem to prevail, allow me to address myself to you with an appeal, which I trust that you will respond to promptly and with generosity. I ask you to make an act of trust in God, an act of humility and filial devotion to the Lord of armies. Pray with the certainty of our Lord's promise. Ask and it shall be given unto you. Seek and you shall find. Knock and the door shall be opened unto you, which is Luke 11, 9. The king of kings from whom you ask the salvation of your nation will reward your faith. Your testimony, remember this, will touch the heart of our Lord, multiplying the heavenly graces which are more than ever indispensable in order to achieve victory. May my appeal which I address to you and to all people who recognize the lordship of God find you to be generous apostles and courageous witnesses of the spiritual rebirth of your beloved country and with it the entire world. God bless and protect the United States of America, one nation under God. Signed, Archbishop Fagano. I get chills. That was a wonderful letter. Not not letter, but uh, not the one I was talking about. I was one of the one he wrote to Donald Trump, where he well, talks about. 
where he talks about that he is the one stand between us and the Great Reset. Do you have that, that one still or no? I do, but I'd have to hunt for it very quickly. Go ahead and right. talk. Here it is. Here it is. All right. Nope, that's the same one I just read you. Sorry about that. <laughs> All right. So basically, uh, Archbishop Magano wrote the president, told him to be strong, and he brought up the Great Reset. The fact that this is this is a, a takeover of the world in which in our country, we would, as, as Theron was just pointing out, we will not be able to own anything. We would only be able to rent. Um, that we would be completely uh, destroyed as a country. I want to point out also this, this Great Reset. One of the things that has to happen to break the United States down, you find that letter, we'll go to it in a second. One of the things to break this United States down is to, to tear apart one of God's institutions, and that's called the family. And right now, there's a big move by groups like Black Lives Matters and a lot of other socialist groups to destroy the nuclear family in the United States. Because if you destroy the family, you will crush this country. There has even been talk and I, th when I say this, I am sure a lot of Christians out there, are, their eyes are going to perk up a little bit and their ears are going to perk up because they know exactly where this is coming from. There's even talk by these groups by about outlawing marriage, making it illegal to marry. And uh, hey, if you want to know where that comes from, read the Bible, because I say in the end times, this is what's going to happen. It's going to be, you know, uh, we won't be able to marry. You know, there used to be those that would aim at one denomination on this thing where it's outlawed to marry, but they're looking at a worldwide <laughs> elimination of marriage. You want to destroy this country, break down the family, break down the moral construct of this nation. And this is what's been happening. You find that letter, Ed? Yes, I did. It's a little lengthy. I'll speed it up. Just get to the part about the Great Reset. Oh, this starts out, Mr. President. And uh, then it goes in society, Mr. President, these two opposing realities coexist as eternal enemies. Uh, I don't know that the Great Reset is mentioned in this letter. I'm looking for it carefully. I'm scanning. Um, he closes with the American people are mature and have now understood how much the mainstream media does not want to spread the truth, but seeks to silence and distort it, spreading the lie that is useful for the purposes of their masters. However, it is important that the good, who are the majority, wake up from their sluggishness and do not accept being deceived by a minority of dishonest people with unavowable purposes. It is necessary that the good, the children of light, come together and make their voices heard. What more effective way is there to do this, Mr. President, than by prayer, asking the Lord to protect you, the United States, and all of humanity from this enormous attack of the enemy? Before the power of prayer, the deceptions of the children of darkness will collapse. Their plots will be revealed, and their betrayal will be shown. Their frightening power will end in nothing, brought to light and exposed for what it is, an infernal deception. I should have posted up the—I should have put the—it was somewhere in the middle of the letter where he talks about it, but— yeah, I actually looked for the word reset in this document, and it's not there. So that's, this is not the one. No, it's so, not the one. So he brought it up. This is not important. The fact is, is somebody from the Vatican, and I'll tell you what, and he even mentions that the Great Reset has already started, and he's right. It started in other countries. May I remind you that Venezuela used to be a free country and a very prosperous country, and right now, if you got kids listening to the show, what I'm about to say, plug their ears. If you got a weak stomach, um, cover your mouth. Uh, they're at the point, they went from a, a very rich, prosperous country, 
And now they're so poor, they're eating their dogs, their pets. You know, um, that's where we're going to be, folks. If we don't wake up real fast and pray real hard, and I'm talking about pray real hard, that uh, something happens with these lawsuits in which we don't get Kamala Harris. Come on. She knows that she is going to be president in that office because Biden won't live long enough. Biden's already, but you don't need Kamala Harris. You've got Biden already talking about renewing some of Obama's old old tricks, including the Paris Accord. It's the only playbook he has. It yeah. is. And um, hey, if you truly believe in man-made <laughs> global warming, um, come and see me. I got some. I got a bridge I want to sell you. Biden is a great plagiarist. Now he's just stealing from Obama. You know, like, I got nothing yep. original. I'll just do what Obama did. Yeah. yeah. So, may, I close this, um, may I close this letter? Sure. Mr. Mr. President, my prayer is constantly turned to the beloved American nation where I had the privilege and honor of being sent by Pope Benedict XVI as Apostolic Nuncio. In this dramatic and decisive hour for all of humanity, I am praying for you and also for all those who are at your side in the government of the United States. I trust that the American people are united with me and you in prayer to Almighty God. United against the invisible enemy of all humanity, I bless you and the First Lady, the beloved American nation, and all men and women of goodwill. Carlo Maria Vagano, titular Archbishop of Opiana. There you go. Thank you. You know, I've brought up prayer, and folks, I'm going to just pray for this nation right now. We need to. Mm-hmm. Heavenly Father, Heavenly Father. Protect this nation. Lord, it's under attack. It's under attack. People see it as, as a Democrat attack. Now, the Democrats are just a tool of the dark one, Lord. And um, we have to call evil where it is. And evil is using people that have no moral standard to try to destroy this nation. Because if you destroy this nation that was built under your name, Lord, that uh, then the dark one feels he's accomplished something. So protect this nation, protect the the trueness of this election, Lord. Um, let us keep striving to be a more godly nation rather than a nation that is looking to eliminate you from all of our culture, Lord. I pray this in the name of Jesus, amen. 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 So, um, by the way, folks, can I say? Yes. Bill Whittle, Bill, Will, Bill Whittle was saying the other day, he says, this is a great country. You were talking about Venezuela. This is a great country. Here we love and pet and take care of our dogs. We don't eat them. Right. But imagine if you're to the point where you can't buy, there's no food on the shelves. No food on the shelves. Guns are taken away, so you can't go out and hunt. You don't know how to make a snare. Luckily, my wife knows how to make a snare. You know, and my wife, my wife can live on the outdoors. I tell everyone this: my wife could write a cookbook, a thousand and one ways to make to cook tree bark. I'm mine, telling you, and she also. could. Yeah, and and the, the, the thing about it is, all thousand and one ways in the end, they all taste like tree bark. But she knows how to do it, all right? <laughs> so, yeah. when I say this is turning into the Hunger Games, I, I am not, I don't believe I'm overreacting. I think this is exactly where this has to go. We brought out, you know, uh, the fact that in socialism, this is why I've been hitting socialism so hard. In socialism, you cannot have dissenters. You cannot have a middle class. They have to be eliminated. 
If they are not willing to eliminate themselves willingly by giving up everything they own, then they have to be eliminated forcefully, whether that's in concentration camps or killed. We've seen it over and over and over again in Venezuela, Vietnam, Russia, China, Anyone else who, who would oppose the system or is not part of the socialist answer has to be eliminated. That would be you and I, Ed. You and I yep. would have to be eliminated one way or another. Either either we go willingly and change our views and go or to the concentration camps and get, be re-educated or killed. Killed. Yeah. And so, <laughs> you know, and I don't I've been talking to a lot you. of you know what? I, I tell you what, right now, the thing to do is to buy stocks in canoe com companies. Mm -hmm. Because yep. everyone I'm talking to, they've all lost their guns in canoe accidents. Yeah, and it's so. A big shortage of canoes. Yeah. There's a big shortage of canoes now. So invest in canoes. So <laughs> it's a, yeah. well, I guess what I'm saying is, folks, you can't all have had canoe accidents. Come up with some other ideas. When I was uh, talking to Briggs about this, we were talking about the elite that uh, live, you know, the oligarchs, and then the others that don't. I mean, the, 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 the poor people, the serfs. And that's just living in gray apartment buildings. You know, Donna X called in and said, yeah, that reminds me of East Germany. You know, she's familiar with that. Uh, folks, that's the music. There is a bright side. In the end, if you're a believer in Jesus Christ, we serve a higher purpose and a higher kingdom. For the rest of you, hey, find them. Have a blessed day, and we'll see you next week on Moment of Clarity. You've been listening to a Moment of Clarity on Wham Talk 1600 with your host, Pastor Richard Dietering. Be sure to tune in again next week right here on Wham Radio.